Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the TFL podcast. Yeah. It's your friendly Australian NFL fantasy podcast. You're here with Row on the Boat. That's me. That's you. Arch. That's me. How are you? Oh, couldn't be better. Loving life. Couldn't be better. Yes. That's good. <laughs> oh, just things are going well. Um, back in the swing of work now that we're uh, out of our homes. Uh, you know, we've got a little couple sneaky masks having a, you know, walk around the oh, place yeah. with that, you know, the small cost of freedom, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's what they're <laughs> that's saying. That's what we call anyway. it. We call it freedom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> COVID still has its impact, doesn't it? It's everywhere. Yeah, it's and it seems crap, to be. <laughs> Look, hey, we're here. We're doing our pod. Yeah, that's yeah, all that matters. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, everyone, for joining in. Hopefully, the world is all good where you are. If not, hopefully we can provide a little bit of a oh, ray of sunshine for you, Dave. <laughs> Look, uh, what's it? Melbourne's back into lockdown tonight. Yes. Um, we've got yes. Uh, Queensland, New South Wales, East Coast just right. ruining it. Uh, look, let's not harp on about it because no one wants to be reminded no, of no, that No, 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 no. doesn't exist. Is that what you want no, to hear? Just, <laughs> that's not what I want to hear. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on because yeah, we're not good. experts Get me in this matter. Out of here. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, we are there at the TFL Podcast. We have a Patreon. We would love your support. So hit, hit that up. You can also check out our website, yes. tflpodcast.com. We have our redraft rankings for this season uh, up there at the moment. So go check those out. You can see some of the stuff that we'll be talking about on today's episode. Mm. And we'd love you to go along to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. If you're listening there, anywhere else, just uh, you know, shout us out on Twitter. We'd love that. All that kind of stuff. Share yep. us with your mates. Uh, get the word around. There is a great Australian NFL fantasy podcast that you should all be listening to, and that is, what is this it? one. Oh, it's this one. It's this. Yeah, it's, that's right. <laughs> okay, sorry. I was going to say, where do I subscribe? I'm trying to self, self, <laughs> I'm trying to self-promote here, Arch. Yeah, so, yeah. That doesn't never look, sits well anyways, with me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Typical Aussie tall poppy syndrome, right? It just can't be the best. But hey, no, look, especially not a basketball. Oh gosh! <sighs> yeah, look, that happened today. Yeah, that's pretty. pretty anyway, let's. Uh, <laughs> the, the basketball was good up until halftime. Take me wasn't back it? to well, half, until four nah, minutes. Yeah, it's probably you know halfway through the second quarter is when it all just started to fall off. Yeah, it was a pity. So look, why'd you bring up American basketball, friends? Ron? Look, I'm sorry. Let's just ignore all of what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, thanks. What are we yeah, doing tonight? Right. Uh, look, we're going to talk wide receivers tonight. Mm. So if, if you look, listen back to our past episodes, running backs was last week, the quarterbacks the week before. Uh, we're working our way through the positions. Yeah. This Go tonight's going listen. to be a little bit. Yeah, that's it. Go hear what our thoughts on those on those couple of positions. Tonight's going to be a little bit different because, well, there's so many bloody wide receivers out there. Yeah, so that many. We just can't cover everyone. We can't talk about every person out there. We can't mm. talk about all the starting wide receivers because there's so many of them. So, look, we're going to handle it a little bit differently yep. tonight, but we'll uh, endeavor to give you some good conversation around some of those question marks that are on some of those uh, in the competition. Uh, Arch, let me throw a couple of news headlines at you. What do you think about? Oh, there it is. News and right. notes. Let's talk Matthew Stafford. Yes, talk to He's him. He's come out. Let's talk to him. <laughs> Matthew Stafford. He went off with that that hand injury. Well, it, it seemed to be it was the same mm. uh, thumb that he had a surgery on in March. There, he's gone and he's heard it. But now he's 
gone back to practice the next day and he's right as rain, apparently. Do what do we read into these training camp injuries that do we just go, look, it's week one of training camp, like well, it's early in training camp and we're just gonna have to move on as we go through the preseason. And really the only injuries that matter are kind of later on, or are we seeing things now that actually matter for the season ahead? Oh yeah. Well, I think you you just gotta don't read one headline, really. Uh, like all the yeah. journos and beat reporters, they're aching for um, some NFL news as well. Their fingers haven't been typing on their clicking little little keyboards for a <laughs> while, and so they just just can't wait to break open the keyboard and start typing. So you know they hear anything, they'll they'll go with it. But you know, sometimes you've got to try to sift through what's what's you know real, what's not. Um, and I think the fact that he returns to practice probably, you know, I wouldn't put too much into that but you know for sure you look at things like or you know other injuries whether you know they're bringing in people for workouts or they're missing significant practices then you think well there's a little bit more to this Um, but I think you know I'm not too worried about Stafford although I think it's a re-injury as well isn't it yeah look it was on that same hand he had a surgery on back in March so look that just always it intrigues me. Like they can always, you know, get you back out onto the field. I mean, they should be super cautious this time of year to, if anything was seriously wrong. So you think that's what that, you think. Yeah. Look, but you never know. There are some things, as we know, there are injuries that just go unsaid for a whole season. And then they come out at the end of the season yeah. and say, oh, I was dealing with this for a very long time. So I'm always a little nervous, but. I don't think I'm going to read anything into. No. Uh, and athletes are dumb as well. They'll say that they're fine. Won't oh, they yeah. say so. all the time? Carson Wentz and <laughs> yes. Quentin Nelson. Oh, no, the Colts have just been dealt a bit of a rough hand to, yeah, <laughs> to start ah! the season. You've got both of them doing the same injury. Yes, uh, which was a, a foot injury. Mm. Uh, both undergoing surgery and both going to be back in about five to twelve weeks. Yes. You know, a good old seven week yeah. window there. Mm. How do you how do we read this? One like I like I always go. Let's just aim for the middle of this yep. kind of bracket, and they'll be back in about eight to nine weeks. Let's just, just say that. So you get we're just not drafting. Going to miss a few weeks. Don't draft. No, you're Wentz. not drafting Wentz now. No. Were you ever before? Maybe you were as a late round guy, but now uh, he's, he's a QB two like, in dynasty more than anything no, else. Surely. He's a QB three in superflex now. That's it. For drafts, hundred percent. I think you know once he comes back, things might be okay. But obviously, it might be just too late, and your season's gone. So why would you hold on to him? Yeah, no, it's it's a good point. You saw Quentin Nelson go down as well. Mm. What does this say for the Colts' offense? Like he's like the one of the best guards in the competition. Jonathan Taylor was running behind him nine yeah. lines. Now we've got potentially Eason. Yes. If they don't go find someone else, Eason, Jacob Eason is going to be the one throwing behind this Colts line. That's that, that's ugly without Quentin Nelson. So do you pull this whole Colts offense back? Are you like some people are way down on JT now. Some people were down on JT before this, yeah. mind you, but where are we sitting with, with JT in particular? Yeah, I think it does lower just everything slightly. Um, look, JT's gone down. He's still in my top 12 running backs, but I'm probably still not pumped if I'm having to draft him. Um, yeah. Still. So he, he seems to be someone that will could potentially be a second round pick in your drafts. Well, that's it. He could fall and he still presents upside. Like like the thing is, his talent is immense. He's and got, a guy well, that you- The offense is just going to be around him now, isn't it? Like he's the centerpiece. 
Who else? Yeah, you think so? Because the wide receivers aren't set. No. Like people were talking about a Pittman breakout and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Paris Campbell's there. Who knows what Zach Pascal's doing? Who knows what T.Y. Hilton's doing? But now because there's not mm. a, you know, a great quarterback or a solid quarterback to provide uh, a solid passing offense, yeah, you think that JT's going to be the center. Marlon Mack comes into the equation a little bit more potentially if they want to run it more. But yep. it's not a – it's. Losing its fantasy upside for mine. I'm yeah, going to probably avoid the Colts offense. The, yeah, the yards per carry type gets a little down tick, doesn't it? Yeah, you'd think so. I've got JT down at my RB12, so he's right there yep. on the cusp. Yeah, he's my so, 11th. So, like, it was probably a mid-range, for mid to late first-round pick before, but, you know, it's yeah. not a massive downturn for me. The volume's still going to be there. Yeah, no, for sure. I guess the, the next big big piece of news that came out today, and it's rumours still, speculation, mm. but they are saying that there are talks between the Eagles and the Texans to trade for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. This is a – look, like I'm just going to have a little bit of a vent because I'm <laughs> yes. an Eagles fan. Well, the story won't go away. Out. The story won't go away, will it? No. Nah. Look, this is, seriously, this is the thing. Like I, like I've been following. Do you want your little sex it, pest uh, on your team? <laughs> no, hundred percent. I don't. This is and this is the thing. Let's let, just to be real for a second. Like, I've been following the Alleged, NFL, by the way, just for the legal right. side of things. Yeah, that's right. I've been following NFL for six years. Yes, right. So I'm new to this. I'm enjoying it. It's great fun. You know, we're doing this podcast. It's it's fresh, right? And I've been following the Eagles for four of those six years. I kind of jumped on after a couple of years. I was like, oh, where am I going to go? I found Carson Wentz uh, as, you know, off the waiver yeah. pickup, took me to yeah. a, a, not to a, quite to a fantasy championship, whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, sweet, this is great. And then they go and win Super Bowl. And sweet, then the, this is a team and I can then get they just said, ha, huh? no, we're not the team you thought you were jumping on. Far out. They've been <laughs> rubbish. Anyway, I thought, oh, sweet, Jalen Hurts. I can get behind him. DeFonta Smith, I can get behind him. This looks good. It's good. Step in the right direction. And then they, thinking about getting to Sean Watson. I am literally, I said today on Twitter, if they take the Sean Watson, I am going to find another team. Because I just, I can't, I can't. <laughs> with 22 <laughs> women out there trying to say that this is, this guy's been at their door caught being a, a pest to them. <laughs> I, can, I honestly don't want to get behind this team anymore. Yeah, if they're willing hard. to kind of go, let's trade for this guy. Let's that's, get the rub and take. He's got all these allegations against like. Stuff value, <laughs> get some morals, and just let it play out and don't mm. do anything about it until it's all resolved. I can't believe they want to trade for him in the midst of this. So, look, that's just me as an Eagles fan yeah, just yeah, venting just and actually it, saying, wait to see how it plays out at least. But, yeah. Look, it's not fun. I don't, it's, it's not it's a just, good look, uh, is no, it? It's a bad, bad, bad look. So, Deshaun Watson, stay away, please, so they can keep being an Eagles fan. Mm. Otherwise, I'm going to have to bin my hat and <laughs> go and find another team, which yeah. will be fun. Hey, we could go on that journey together and finding a new team for me. Yeah, uh, come join the Vikings. No, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if we can have two Vikings fans nah, on that's one probably podcast. Not. It's probably not good for the chemistry. Anyway, let's keep we on doing? moving on. Uh, story time, Chris. Yes. Story time. So talking about wide receivers, thinking about when has a wide receiver been an absolute burn or a triumph for you? I'll start. Just yes. give you some thinking time here. What? Probably the – here's the thing. Looking back at my drafts over the last number of years, wide receivers have not been a great 
I haven't been good at drafting them, the the late ones anyway. I haven't mm. been good at finding the ones in the rough at the end of drafts. They seem to have kind of failed on me. I picked up Jerry Judy last year. I picked up Curtis Samuel when, on that first year or second year at, at the Panthers where he, he didn't quite hit what we wanted him to. Probably one of the biggest burns, though, was two years ago I, or three years ago, I think. Uh T.Y. Hilton. No, it was 2019. I, t- I picked T.Y. Hilton in the fifth round. And this was when Andrew Luck had gone. Mm. Jacoby Brissett was there. I was like, nah, nah. T.Y.'s still got some juice in him. He's going to be there. He went on to be the wide receiver 56, played 10 games for 501 yards and five yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, that's like, that help. was, oh, man. That's not when helping you that. No, I picked him to be a starter, a starter, my wide receiver yes. two in that draft. And he goes on and just mm. capitulates. That was bad. Another reason why I'm like, T.Y. Hilton is done and, and roast and cooked. So I'm not picking up <laughs> T.Y. Hilton. So look, he's a burn for me. That was, that was unfortunate. What Anything that you can think of, Arch, in terms of wide receivers uh, that you've hit on? Well, probably last year, drafting Stefan Diggs quite late was uh, just a thing yeah, of he beauty. Was huge. Um, but I've always been a Diggs man, so I, um, you know, I pretty much every year draft him. So <laughs> probably, maybe not, <laughs> maybe not this year. I think now everyone's sort of really caught on to how good he is um, and how productive he is. So, um, so yeah, that, that not even with your like second pick, you're like say you pick ten or eleven at the end mm. of the draft and comes around into what? the second second round and Diggs is there. Well, I tell, well, this is what I'm facing now. In the the birdie bowl, one of my main home redraft leagues, our draft order was decided last night uh, via the three thousand meter steeplechase uh, of all things. Um, I had <laughs> I Emma love the Olympics. Yeah, so uh, I was assigned Emma Coburn. I think she was the fourth favorite. Pretty put a locker or two, um, and uh, she uh, was looking good, and then just uh, just fell away. Ended up DQing. So I'm Whoa. getting, so I get 12th pick. Great. Oh, man. I've never Fantastic. been more into a steeplechase before. But <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, thanks, Laurie Huresh, for the idea of uh, make draft order based on an Olympic event. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm pick 12. And so a little, mo- it's super flex this year in the Birdie Bowl. So whether it's, you know, I'd go uh, quarterback, quarterback uh, on the turn or, or maybe a, look at a, a Diggs uh, or Tyreek Hill type set up but um but yeah love love me some digs but i think we all know the burn uh for anyone who's listened to the show i don't know was it last year or the year before i don't yeah, know was, i'm pretty sure it was last year oh man obj you OBJ. son of a up <laughs> by i think 0.8 well no was i think it was up by one point something points yeah and uh you know cleveland it was very close anyway. cleveland brown needs a touchdown to win what does he do? Oh yeah, we'll put OBJ in for punt return, and you know he's gone with the I know what technique works on a punt return: the old one hand hold the ball situation, where and let's try to run past people. What does he do? Fumble? What an idiot! Well, honestly, protect the ball, mate. And anyway, I lose the matchup and probably lose my uh, what you know what. And uh, I think I traded him the next week, so. <laughs> Real rage <laughs> trade type stuff. Yeah, fun times. <laughs> I think oh, that trade dear. worked my, out my, in the end as well. 
Look, we make the most of the situation that we're doing, aren't we? Anyway, <laughs> oh, I couldn't get him off my list football. as quick as, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> my triumph yes. uh, that I can think of was I, I picked up Tyler Lockett off of waivers yes. in 2018, and that's where he had this kind of breakout season. He had It was only 70 targets, right? The same as less than the year before, to yep. be honest. Uh, but 57 receptions for 965 yards. His yards per reception was through the roof at 16.9, 10 touchdowns. And, of course, he's gone on the last couple of years to be a, a consistent target, mm. uh, get a, a great target share the last couple of years, and I think you'll have another great year in that respect as well. But picking him up in 2018 off waivers to you know, be able to play him pretty much most weeks. He had a down end of season, but still he uh, was part of my championship winning team that year. So that was, yeah, a, well that was very nice. Good old Tyler Lockett. Always <laughs> a fan. We chucked out on Twitter, uh, so asked a question, which wide receiver did you draft late that turned into a weekly starter for you? Yes. Here's some of our answers. Uh, at Saley Pod said Michael Crabtree yes. at the Raiders. Oh, I loved a little he bit was of a- Crabtree back in the day. Man, he was wide receiver 19 in 2015, and that was his kind of breakout year. Yeah. Wide, uh, wide receiver 11 in 2016, so just really took hold of that Raiders offense through the air. Mm. At official ACG, he said he got Tyler Boyd, by trading away the last pick of his 2018 rookie draft. And looking at the stats, Boyd was fairly rubbish in 2017. But wide receiver 17 in 2018 comes out and just is a real solid wide receiver too yep. for you. Kiwi FD, uh, FFD, Bobby Trees picked yes. as the last pick in in the 2014 rookie draft. Oh, just criminally underrated year in, year out, probably again this year. Yeah, big time. Love, <laughs> love that. Another guy. Speaking of which, at Beefosaurus, love that Twitter yes. handle. Uh, Brandon Cooks, every year he says, he's just <laughs> he seems like he's always on a path to get a thousand. yards. No, he just knows how to get a thousand yards. Which is, you know, <laughs> if you can put that in your flex, that's pretty solid. Mm. At Kathy Goss two says C D Lamb. He was wide receiver twenty four last year. Of course, you're picking up rookies in redraft really late. Mm. So watching the rookies just tear up last year was amazing at Rob HRLZ LZ says Justin Jefferson obviously last year yeah wide receiver six I mean that's uh, that was just an amazing season wasn't it huge this next guy though yes was a shock at Texas Habs fans says Devontae Parker in 2019 Mm. he wouldn't have drafted him I remember no one drafted him no no, no one drafted him. Well, you drafted him and then you dropped him because the early season form wasn't great. And then his last half of the year was intense. Mm. Wide receiver seven. Oh, it was amazing. Wide receiver seven. And I think it was like something like wide receiver two or three over the like the last stretch, like of eight games or something. It was he was dominating. Unfortunately, just haven't quite seen that again, have we? No, we haven't. I mean, who knows what's going to look like this year? This the Miami offense has got a lot of question marks. Mm. But I remember sitting in front of my waivers for like a few weeks and just going, I can't pick Devontae Parker, can I? I can't make a bid for him. This is just a one-off. That's yeah. a one-off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done it twice in a row. Nah, it's a one-off. And then, of course, everyone, someone beats me to it and takes Devontae Parker <laughs> and rides him for the rest of the season. But I remember that it's just one of those things. We are Something that's built into us as fantasy players is just the bias of old. Oh, absolutely. It's so hard to get you us You watch to- me pass on OBJ in the 15th round. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we hold on to grudges yeah. so long. Absolutely. 
at Blig- Black Pigeon eighty eight already said JJ, but Robbie Anderson watched him for twenty la- twenty three last year, real solid season. Uh, really took the target share yeah. away from well was more than DJ Moore like that was that was crazy. Mm. And then uh, Santana says AR fifteen or Alan Robinson two thousand fifteen. Hello, he was a wide receiver six. He had a hundred and. Uh, sorry, 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, all mm. this with Blake Bortles as his quarterback. Yes. That's That just is a weird thing to say with Blake Bortles yeah. as his quarterback. So, look, anyway, there we go. Thanks, everybody on Twitter for mm. jumping in and, and, and giving us your thoughts on that's, those wide receivers. That's good. It's good. Did you know the footy is heating up? And so is the action at DraftKings. Want to get in on the action? Draft your team, stay within the cap, and watch your favorite players rack up points. We'll draft the right squad, and you can take home millions of prizes thanks to our partnership with DraftKings. Get ready for the upcoming NFL season by having a crack at maybe some Aussie uh, AFL league contests. Uh, do some j- jump on board with what's going on the, on DraftKings at the moment. If you're new to DFS, though, don't don't worry. It's super easy. Here's how it works. One. Create your DraftKings account at, this is really important, dkng.co slash TFL and make your first time deposit. Then two, join a contest in the lobby, pick your players, make sure you stay within the $50,000 salary cap. Three, then sit back and watch your players try to climb the leaderboard for your shot at massive prizes. So what are you waiting for? Think you have what it takes to beat Arch or myself? Then get in on the action and test your sports knowledge. Enter now. These are global contests. Entry fees and prizes are in US dollars, not available to residents of SAT and C's apply. 18 plus gamble responsibly. Think about your choices. Call Gambling Helpline at 1-800-858-858-www.gamblinghelpline.org.au. Sorry, eligibility restrictions apply. CAU.draftkings.com for details. Lovely. Look, we love each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to us. Your support absolutely means the world to us. So one way you can help keep our pod going is to support us on Patreon. Uh, With our base supporter tier starting at just $2 Australian a month, you can help support our Aussie-based DFS and fantasy pod. Benefits of joining our Patreon include gaining access to our detailed 2021 projections as well as getting exclusive access to our cash game lineup each week for less than a cup of coffee, less than the cost of a cup of coffee. Come join us at patreon.com slash the TFL podcast. Nailed it. Nailed it. Excellent. Yes. Oh, that's what I like. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to keep track of the hockey score as well at the moment. I don't know if you've got that on the Australia All versus the Belgium. Gold medal. Gold medal match, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, As you're listening to this, you probably, you know, the score and uh, it's a shootout at the moment, so I probably should be watching. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Man, I need well, a victory. Chris, we, to- we lost the uh, bloody Matildas as well against Team yeah, USA. Don't stop. Okay, can't stop now. Otherwise, you're going to get into one of your little <laughs> oh, sorry, ruts sorry. and you'll yeah, yeah, get on. sad, sad, sad. <laughs> Come on, let's get pumped. It's a wide receiver yeah. preview. <laughs> oh, yeah. Receive a preview time. Alrighty. So, like I said at the beginning, we uh, yes. we'll, we'll kind of handle this a little bit differently than we did the running backs or the quarterbacks yes. because there's just so many. Yeah, right? well, so that's many. It. We're, we're not going to give you our top fifty wide receivers each. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Because no. that's the reality, is it? No, there are guys it. all the way down at 50 plus that have the ability to potentially show out for their team well, that's and it. make a name for themselves. Especially so it's, as, it's, as leagues are well. getting, you know, multiple flex, the deep starting rosters these days, you know, you, you, those wide receiver 50 in the 50 range are, you know, starting wide receivers sometimes. Yeah. yeah that's that, right. They are very, uh, they weren't picking, that's for mm. sure. Anyway, though, Go for on. us. Yes. The top five receivers are pretty pretty stock standard, right? We've For both me and Arch, our top five receivers are Adams, Hill, Diggs, Ridley, Hopkins. That's yes. not changing. I don't think I can see anyone coming into that top five. These are no. elite receivers. Ridley is probably the newest one in that bunch for sure, but I think he showed last year what he can do even without Julio Jones in the field. So I think we're both in that, that space of going, now Ridley... He's both of our wide receiver four. Like he's just got a big target share, yep. huge, and has the talent to be able to do with those targets what he wants. So absolutely, you're not going to find us uh, dropping him lower than than that. That's for sure. I guess the question though for you, Arch, mm. to start off thinking about wide receivers, let's think a bit, a bit of strategy. When are you? What have you seen, and what are you kind of doing in regards to taking these players, and where would you uh, take one of these top five receivers? Look, I think with an Adams Hill digs, maybe I think we can sort of see them as that top three uh, tier. Um, I, it's it's late first round for me, and I think you know everyone in their league is probably going to have one or two zero RB truthers um, who will probably go out with that to start with. And so, look, Adams is probably you know mid to late uh, in there, and you know Hill and Diggs could sneak into the start of the of the second round. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, you could easily see someone going at the end of your draft going wide receiver, wide receiver, and, yeah. man, smashing. If you have Adams and Diggs on your side to start, mm. the, like, it's it looks amazing, and it, frankly, it is. Like, yeah. wide receivers are, tend to be more consistent. Oh, no, nah, there we go. Back, you've what? read an article. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not consistent. They have a, a greater tendency to yeah. not bust yeah, that's true. than a running back. I mean, right? they all so have a good true. tendency to bust, just not quite as much as RBs. No, that's right. It's you. you if you take talk chances, to Michael you, Thomas owners last year, yeah. Look, that's uh, that was something else. Anyway, barring injury, I think you could say that there is a a, a less chance that a wide receiver going to bust. Anyway, so look, if you listened last week, you would have heard me mm. talk about my <laughs> foray into yeah. zero RB slash hero yeah, RB. So come go back join to last the week's episode. Of- a new zero RB truther. <laughs> so look, if I can get one of these guys in the second round, then I'm smashing that button. Like to be honest, if I'm looking at upside running backs, I'd love to start my draft with a with Eckler and then jump into an Adams or a Hill or a Dix. Mm. Like that would be a premium uh, start for my draft. I'd love that very much. So, I yeah, look, take these guys I, in the first two rounds. I think that's where they they have to go. They Absolutely there. Yeah, they're not going to drop uh, any further. I think Ridley and no, Hopkins, they're right. mid, mid, yeah, by the mid, mid round there, they're, they're done. They're gone. Yeah, that's right. So that's kind of a set in stone for us. There's a bunch of other receivers that mm. both Arch and I kind of feel uh, in that wide receiver six to, I don't know, wide, about wide receiver 20 range. Yep. That we're pretty consistent on. Yep. 
Uh, guys like your AJ Browns, your DK Metcalfs, Justin Jefferson, Terry McLaurin, A-Rob, Ken Nallen, City Lamb, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper's in there, Robert Woods, guys like that, mm. you know, we're all four. And I think the fact that some of those guys are lasting until the fifth round. Yeah, that's outrageous. It's shocking to me that you could probably get Tyler Lockett in the fifth or sixth round. Like it's so many people have been burnt by his inconsistency. Yeah. Uh, but I put something. I, Is that I, an argument to, the to maybe go RB heavy early? Rowan, because these guys are Look, lasting so long. The thing is, though, you, well, you could, yeah, you could, you could, and that's why I'm more leaning towards taking RB in round one. Yeah, yeah, and then and I then, can stack up on great wide receivers. Yeah. throughout. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. I love, I love this quote from Jason on the fantasy footballers. Uh, love, yes. love the fo- footballers. Uh, he said, "Volume is more important than consistency when projecting consistency." <laughs> yes. I'll say it again. Volume is more important than consistency when projecting consistency. Yep. I just it hit me like that's that's a great great stat yeah. or not stat a great thing to go by because if we really want to kind of take out and or our own biases and feelings around kind of the risk and inconsistencies of wide receivers, you know, like mm. Lockett has a forty point week and then like a five point week, all that kind of stuff. Well, the point is he's still getting targets. He's it, if we want to look want to look at how consistent how consistent they might be, then let's look at the volume that they're going to get and go by that more than trying to go week by week. Yeah. Because I think Tyreek Hill's a great test case of that. Tyreek Hill's a great test case, like where he was up and down early on, but the volume was absolutely there. You know, 2018, he had 137 targets. 2019, a bit lower due to injury. But then last year, we just saw him as he matured just be that ultra consistent target. Yeah. And so I think that's, if you are going into a draft, I'm probably saying to anybody, if you think this person is going to get the volume, mm. then go for it. Absolutely. There's no real reason to kind of get be afraid of inconsistencies yeah. or boom weeks or things like that. Hey, Rowan, like, I want to sure. give you a little secret. All right, I'm listening. All wide receivers are inconsistent. That's true. They really are. They're That's so volatile in their week-to-week scoring. So don't. Worry so much about it. It's all going to even out in the wash. That's right. And I mean, you can always go into then looking at matchups and thinking about that on the yeah, week to week basis. Sure. And that can help your start sit decisions for sure. But if you're looking for someone that you want to draft that's going to be in your team this, the whole season, let's be honest. I'm looking at some of my teams in the past and the guys that I take in the draft, I've lost half of them. Mm. And sometimes at least half of them by the time I get to the end of the season. And that's just part of fantasy football. So yeah. if we're looking at who's going to stay in our team the whole time, then actually just go with the volume and just deal with the inconsistency because you're right. It's just, it is going to be there. It's mm. just always going to be there. Some of our differences, Arch, I've got two players yes. here that maybe we can talk more about actually the, the team as well. Yeah, sure. I've got Cooper Cup at. The wide receiver 27. Mm. That's not saying he's bad. That just means he's I've projected him to probably have a, a low yard yards per target, a low uh touchdown rate compared to others in the same kind of tier as him. You've got about wide receiver 19. Mm. I'm looking at the Rams and going, I think Woods is gonna benefit the most yep. from Stafford. Uh I think Cooper Cup's gonna benefit as well. But if I'm looking at guys that have I don't know. It's hard to split these two. I think though, Cup has traditionally had that lower yards per 
yards per catch. Yeah. So I'm looking at that and going, I don't know. I feel like there is a there is less upside with Cup than there is Robert Woods. Uh, Woods can be used to rush as well. Yep. So I'm looking at that and going, okay, he's probably around my wide receiver 27. I think he can break into the wide receiver twos, but I think he's more like a wide receiver three. But you've got him there as a solid wide receiver two. Yep. What, what are you thinking around Cup? Um, look, I think just if you look at last year, obviously he's, he's going to get the targets. I've got him pegged in at 130-odd targets for the year. Um, and you last year was a down year for him, like you'd say, right? Sure. He yeah. was wide receiver 27, and he only scored three touchdowns. So I've got to think touchdowns have to go up. And so I think with that that positive regression there, that that's where he, he, he firmly gets back into that wide receiver two range. That's fair. I can understand that. For me, I've got him sitting at 124 targets, just not quite eclipsing a 1,000 yards. I honestly think as well Van Jefferson is going to be Utilize more in this offense. We saw Josh Reynolds uh, move out. Van Jefferson showed something at the end yeah, of last year. So he can, year, take, so he can take Reynolds' targets. That's <laughs> he, all. You know, I think Van Jefferson is going to get some and Tutu Atwell's in there as well. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson has come into this side and if Deshaun Jackson stays healthy for at least five games. But those guys are burners. They're not taking cups, slot, re- slot receptions. No, but I think with Stafford, what you're going to see is a guy that isn't Jared Goff. Yeah, sure. And he's not going to be not going to be someone that is reliant on those uh, short passes to kind of move the ball. I think McVay is going to see, oh, Stafford can really get it moving here. We saw what he did with Kenny Golladay. I think we're going to see more of a offense that might push the ball downfield a little bit more uh, because of who they have at, at the helm yep. in Stafford. So I think because of that, I'm looking at Cup going. Uh, look, he's never done that well in kind of man coverage. He's not that kind of. Uh, Does he ever face man coverage? Well, that's kind of the thing, though. Like, Does if he we're need going to? to, probably not. But that, but if we're going to see McVeigh push it down the field more, mm. I don't know. I look anyway. I, I don't know. Very, Wide receiver very, four in twenty nineteen is hard to, for me to ignore. Look, I've still got Woods as the the one. He getting as in getting more targets and more fantasy points. He's my wide receiver seventeen, so I'm not like an yeah. anti Woods guy either. Though I just think the two of them both are going to have a good year. Other player to think about though is Higby. Where do you see Higby, and what's his influence on the offense? I've got him at seventy seven targets and and five touchdowns. Yeah, look, I've got him higher probably. Uh, I've got him at ninety three targets. He's my tight end six actually. So I don't know if that. Might need revising before our tight end show, but uh, that's just, you know, initial projections of tight ends. That's where he came out. Look, I've just got them chucking the ball something chronic. Like with Cam Akers going out there, I've got them chucking the ball 620 times across the year. So, um, And that's less than me. Yeah, and, and more than me. And Sorry. so that's, that's potentially where where it comes down to. I just see them just throwing the rock everywhere, um, and McVeigh just having a having just a laugh with all his weapons. Look, fair enough. That's very 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 possible. I think that's the one thing like we're saying here is that, as we say, there's inconsistencies and there yeah. is uh, question marks around this. So I think yeah, it comes down to how you see the the Rams offense playing out. Exactly. As a whole, we don't. Possibly. We haven't seen a Stafford McVay offense, and so whether you, how you see that playing out is going to affect it, you know how how these players yeah. project. No, for sure. The other guy and offense that I think is worth talking about is is Ayuk on the mm. San Francisco offense. Now I'm higher on Ayuk 
he's my wide receiver 17, whereas he's your wide receiver 26. Yep. I, I loved his rookie season. It yeah. was v- incredible to watch IU come out and really take a hold of the wide receiver one spot. Admit, like, admittingly, it was uh, amongst injuries. Yeah. Kittle wasn't there for much. Debo Samuel wasn't there for much. Brendan Ayuk only, I think, notched out 12 games. 12 games. But in that wide 12, receiver in those 33. 12 games, that's it. 12 games to be wide receiver 33. It's not bad. To have 96 As targets, five touchdowns. Like, if, if Ayuk was healthy for 16 games, I don't say that I don't think there'd be a debate as such with Justin Jefferson, yeah. but we I think we'd be clearly saying Ayuk would be the, the second best rookie wide receiver from, from last year. People I think do say that as well. So I'm looking at Ayuk and going, okay, he's a guy that pushed out 12 and a half yards per reception. I think that's solid. But with Debo coming back and George Kittle being there, that probably frees Ayuk up to potentially push down the field a little bit more. And so for this, if this team stays healthy. I think Garoppolo. I look, I still think Garoppolo is going to be the, the starting uh, starting quarterback for this team. So looking at that, I think Garoppolo can manage these guys to be consistent enough, yeah. but also provide them with plenty of volume. Uh, so I, I'm looking at this and I'm going, look, I've got. I think they're they're going to pass the ball more than rush it this sure. year because they have the weapons. I, I, I think of. You think of uh, like the Buffalo Bills from last year, right? Josh Allen suddenly starts chucking the ball a lot more because Stefan Diggs is there. They've got a more rounded wide receiver core. So I look at this and I go, you've got Samuel, you've got Ayuk, and you've got Kittle. I look at that and go, these are weapons that they want to use. Mm-hmm. These are weapons that are going to be uh, impactful. And uh, and I see Ayuk as the, as the key beneficiary of all of that. George Kittle, I think, still going to get 120-ish targets. Like, I think he's going to be incredible. Yeah. Ayuk, though, I think he's going to be that wide receiver that we see uh, provide this offense with a really different dynamic. Uh, so, look, that's that's probably my argument for Ayuk. Yep. Look, I'm not that down. Wide receiver 26 isn't anything to to sneeze at either. You know, um, I don't have him breaking 1,000 yards or anything, and I think that's just the what, – what I don't doubt his talent. What just worries me is – have you know we haven't quite seen that many weeks where Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle are all out there, and and Mostert throw in as well. Like so, there's there's lots of mouths to feed, and Ayuk's going to have absolutely great games, but I don't know if he, you know, well when we talk about consistency is overrated, but I I, I feel that that's going to impact his season total as well. And so potentially there's going to be a few weeks where you're just going to be like, I don't know who to start here. Who's who's going to have the big week? And that's probably what create, probably just really split the targets up that created a bit lower projections than what you had. Yeah, fair enough. I think, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting offense either way. I think there's yeah. going to be – it's going to be a good offense and something that we want to have pieces of in fantasy – I think last week we may not have talked about it as much, but the the running back room is yeah. a little crowded. We don't know what Trey Sermon's impact is going to be. No, uh, but you know it's going to be Gorman, efficient. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, that is. It is going to be very efficient. So, But that's the thing. A good running game then provides a springboard for a great passing game yeah. and vice versa. So it's. I would not be surprised if this, if this team stays healthy that they can push into uh, a championship game again this year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I like this team a lot. 
Let's uh, have a look at some other trios of wide receivers yeah. that are out there. Uh, we've got and you Dallas. Could almost, you could almost lump San Francisco into that if you can't, you know, if you can't Kittle as- if you can't Kittle. Absolutely, and you should. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, he's a receiver. <laughs> so he's not going to do much. Like, he's he's going to block well, sure, but yeah. he's a receiver. Uh, trios, let's talk about Dallas, though. Three-headed monsters. Everyone's always- Three-headed monsters. So we've got CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Yeah. I think consensus is kind of shaking out, right? You've got, Absolutely. You kind of have CeeDee Lamb as the number one, Cooper's the number two, and Gallup's the number three. Mm. What do you make of the of the talk around moving these guys into different positions, though? Last year we saw CeeDee Lamb pretty much only out of the slot. Gallup was only on the outside. If they're going to move these guys around, what do you see for the value of, of this wide receiver core? Well, it's yeah, that's why CeeDee Lamb's value has gone up, hasn't it? Because he was limited a little bit last year as a rookie, just giving us, you know, a narrow, uh, you know, I guess, route tree. But I think the talent, demands him be used widely. And so yeah. um what I look for him to have a huge second year year jump. Amari Cooper's still going to command a lot of targets as well. You know, they've they've paid him a lot of money for a reason. He's going to be be huge. But at the end of the day, I don't think we can just forget about Gallup either because we saw that even with Amari Cooper last year getting 130 targets and CeeDee Lamb getting 111 targets. Gallup still clocked 105 targets with, you know, me. 843 yards. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think Michael Gallup is a sleeper of mine for sure. I think he's one of those guys that it in a year like last year, still putting up 843 yards yeah. and five touchdowns. He was almost a wide receiver three in fantasy. Yeah, 100%. What was he, 38? 38. So where you're getting Michael Gallup – at the moment, he's if free, he isn't he? Is he even that, getting drafted? Probably not in our typical fifteen-round redraft leagues. Like he's probably yeah. going off the board. Uh, so, looking at that, like uh, there's value there, hundred percent. If you can throw a last pick at Michael Gallup, what you're betting on is the offense. You're betting on yeah. Dak being there and feeding three fantastic yeah. wide receivers. Michael Gallup's contested catch rate is incredibly good. And if so, one of those top two go down, poor, wow, yeah. Just the target share is gonna yeah. just really boom for for Michael Gallup. So I'm a big fan of not worried about that. Cedric Wilson. That's, that's for sure. No, <laughs> not at all. And not Blake Jarwin either. As much as he might be a, a week to like a weekly start yeah. sometimes, but now I look at this offense and I go, they are going to be pass heavy, and all three of these guys are going to give value. And so because of that, Gallup is way undervalued in my yep. mind. Pittsburgh's another big one. Deontay Johnson, who is a target machine. Last year, his target, like, just demanded the targets. Mm. Juju, like, he got fed, but he got fed seven yards per per catch. (laughs) (laughs) He he was, like, just collapsed upon by by the defense all the time. And then Claypool, who showed out as a rookie, you've got three guys here. Mm. Do you think they're like? I think the biggest question for me is actually what what jump is Claypool going to take? Yeah, that's in it. this offense is is he going to demand a clear number one target share out of these three, or is Deontay Johnson still there? Are we going to ignore the drops from last year? Yeah. Well, 
It's just for looking- me, I probably still lean Deontay. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's the one to get. Um, look, you can look past the drops when he's commanding 144 targets like he did last year. Um, it's it's actually quite amazing. You look at the what the fantasy finishes of the all three. They they were all in wide receiver two range. Like so, that's yeah. You know, the you think oh, I'm scared. Oh, I don't know who to pick. It's gonna. I'm just you know they're gonna eat into each other's you know production. Wide receiver twos are gold. Like I think, you know, especially mm. if you're in a deeper league, if you can if you can get as many wide receiver twos as possible, that's going to help win you a league and and keep that consistency in your team. Um, Deontay just seemed to have that connection with with Roethlisberger, where he was ha- just really wanted to throw him the ball, and uh, you know, and I think you know drops are something. I think last year that was made a bit of. I don't think that's something that's going to stick. I think the guy can catch pretty well. So, you know, a lot of the yeah. time drops just are, are just flukes really, aren't they? Like, Yeah, look, yeah, it's a lot of the time that's right. I think looking at the – looking particularly at Juju, mm. he was a wide receiver 18 last year, just pipped Claypool who was 19. Juju only put up 830 yards. Yes. The nine reason he touchdowns. was that high was nine touchdowns. I That – a f- touchdown efficiency is ridiculous mm. to be averaging uh, a touchdown for every, like for less than a hundred yards is insane. I can't see that happening again. Not at that rate anyway. No, actually he might be like really efficient. He might yeah. hit seven with 800 yards. That's, that's fine. Yeah. But what I'm looking at there is not someone that I want to bank on, especially if his yards per reception is going to stay at 8.6 yeah. yards per reception, that's Which disgusting. It, it won't. I think clearly Roethlisberger was not 100% last year and by reports he's thrown a little bit better. You know, it could be camp hype train type stuff, but you know, I'll, I'll take it on face value that he's going to be better than what he was last year. They bring in Najee Harris. They, they upgrade the offensive line a little bit. Potentially that just gives him a little bit more time, allows Juju to get a little bit more open in space, a little bit deeper depth of target should increase. And I think he'll, you know, I, I part of me thinks if Claypool makes that jump, does it open it up for Juju as well? I think, I think it's going to be a really even split come fantasy time. Uh, fantasy yeah. finishing. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to watch. That's yeah. for sure. And I still so have I'll probably take the lowest the ball. out of all three of them. I'll just take the lowest ADP, probably. Really. Yeah. No, that's fair. And I think they'll kind of they'll fluctuate. I think yeah. throughout the preseason as well. Be interesting to see. We've got the Hall of Fame game coming up tomorrow. So I don't think we'll see any of these guys on the field <laughs> no. necessarily. But uh, be interesting to see what happens. Look, we're because of time. We'll, we'll pick one more three-headed monster. Yep. I'm going to go with Cincinnati here. Okay. Jamar Chase, yes. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Three guys. I think everyone has almost discarded Tyler Boyd. Yeah. That's, and that really intrigues me. Like this is a guy, like someone before, right, said that Tyler Boyd was their breakout pick. Like he was a real solid uh, wide receiver too for, for yep. the win his breakout year and has been really solid in that slot role f- for a few yep. years. Like Tyler Boyd's been good. Oh, he just uh, lived in my he, flex last year. Absolutely just yeah. lived there. And that was with not Joe Burrow. No, that's right. As well. Uh, and T. Higgins, very, very solid. Hmm. Uh, T. Higgins, Higgins is, I think, should take a step up in, in season two. Like yeah. people are looking at T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Now, Jamar Chase, like one of the, the best rookie in, wide receiver in the draft by yeah. 
everyone's thoughts. Oh, there's a few Devontae Smith truthers out there. Oh, look, there are. But majority said Jamar Chase yeah. is there. He's coming back to play with his court, his college quarterback, mm. right? I think Jamar Chase is going to have an impact straight away. Right? There's a relationship there. There is something to be said about that. But T. Higgins as well, great first year. Fantastic first year. Finishes, yep. finishes as the wide receiver 30, but that was with atrocious quarterback play. Had to learn the offense on the fly in some ways because of the COVID and Still garners 108 targets. Yep. He he should improve. Like second year breakouts is kind of where it's at now. So I think T. Higgins is, should improve and kind of be the number. I think he's the number one. But but people are saying Chase will come in and be the number one straight away. What do you what are your thoughts? I, I I tend to agree there. I think, you know, you can't discount that college chemistry that he that Burroughs had with Chase. But here's the thing. AJ Green had over a hundred targets last year. AJ Green last year. <laughs> like it wasn't, you know, our lo- beloved AJ Green from years back. It was 2020 AJ Green had that many targets. And so the people thinking that Jamar Chase coming in is going to really, you know, especially Tyler Boyd, so to make him irrelevant, I think we just need to just call our jets here. You know, he's not going to be a wide receiver one or two, but I think he's a solid wide receiver three, has that potential. Um, and I was just a little, you know, side a little calculation here. Burroughs was on pace for 646 pass attempts last year <laughs> if he played 16 games. That's ridiculous. Like, you know. It's, like, it's un- stu- but that's how bad the defense was. Yeah. That's how much they had to throw to keep up. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy. And they're going to probably, he's probably going to pass, a, he's going to pass a lot more than last year if, you know, especially in the first few games as he's feeling out his knee, he's not going to want to, you know, scramble as much. So, you know. I, I, yeah. I, I think the 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 volume's going to be there to service all three of these guys. Look, I think Jamar Chase does become that one. It might not happen straight away, but I think, you know, just that freak of it, an athlete is going to to dominate. Yeah. T. Higgins will take that extra extra step there and potentially won't have uh, you know, the the top defenders on him. Um and Boyd will just, you know, he'll he'll just still plot along, become yeah. He'll probably wide receiver 30. I'll put it out there. That's what he'll end up as. And, you know, he'll, that's, you know, fading yeah, out I, your peril. Like Tyler Boyd, in something like Dynasty, Tyler Boyd's one of those guys I feel like you could tack on to a trade to just kind of level up yeah. your trade. Yeah. And the other guy's not going to really care. Yeah. But you are probably getting someone that you can probably start every week, especially yep. in Dynasty where you're playing like three flexes. Like yep. I, I think Tyler Boyd is in a great passing offense. Yeah. I think so, last last yeah. year was one of the first years he dipped under a thousand yards, and you know, yeah, and that's because he had nobody throwing in the ball. Exactly. If you if we really think like if they pass like six hundred forty six hundred fifty times, yeah, then all three of these guys will be serviceable. Like I look at this akin to Dallas, really similar type thinking in terms of the all three guys will be fantasy relevant on their day. Mm-hmm. Potentially, they'll have more better days than not, and. They are they are a necessity to to Joe Burrow, mm. and so I think Joe Burrow is going to use all three of them. Yep. Uh, so look, yeah, I think this this offense will provide a lot of yep. fancy gold. I think they're so I think that's they're going to be underrated. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's where, I'm, where I'm at with these guys. All right, there's a couple of quick questions right. that were sent through to us. I think let's uh, kind of push through. Yep. We just we're hitting on an hour or well, fifty minutes, so just let's uh, we want to get you in and out. So 
a few questions that were thrown at us. First one, Brad Bolt, friend of the show. Who is more likely to have a better year, Robbie Anderson or Corey Davis? Anderson. Anderson is probably where I'm at as well. Corey Davis needs Zach Smith, uh, Zach Wilson, sorry, to yeah be be decent straight away. Yeah, I can't quite see that happening. So yeah, Robbie Anderson for mine as well. Eddie Rayner at YouGoTime31 says, "Will Tyler Boyd's in the Cincinnati offense be consistent enough for six to nine targets a week?" <laughs> Uh, why'd you read this one out? We, we basically covered that. Yeah, so yes. Sorry, that's Eddie. <laughs> Loved your question, but yes. Rob Norton, another friend of the show, at Norton0723, says, of these second-year wide receivers, which are your favorites to break out this year and which do you think you'd feel confident mm. in already calling a bust? I think it's a great question Ooh. because some of these guys are, so have the potential to break out. So Michael Pittman, LaVisca Chenault, Jalen Rager, Darnell Mooney, Henry Ruggs, Denzel Mims, Brian Edwards. So breakout and a bust, Arch. Who right. would you who would be your breakout choice out of this list? Um, probably Darnell Mooney. I think he's got the quarterback upgrade uh coming in at some stage this year, and I think he showed a fair bit last year. Bust, I'm going Denzel Mims. I think he's just now just buried on the depth chart. Um, Elijah Moore's coming in showing something. Keelan Cole's apparently, uh, you know, looking all right. And then, yeah, Corey Davis, who we just talked about. And not to, you know, forget Crowder's just going to rack up the PPR points. So I think Mims is just failing to just see what's going on. Yeah, for sure. I I agree with both of those, those calls as well. If I'm going to choose anyone else, I am a little bit bullish on, on LaVisca. Yeah. In the Urban Meyer offense, I think they'll use LaVisca in a few different ways. I think they'll be creative with him. So I think there's there's something to be said about that. So, yeah, I'm keen on LaVisca. If Wentz was there, I'd be keen on Michael Pittman, but yes. I can't quite buy into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's just In terms of a depressing. bus, look, before today, I was kind of tempted to say Brian Edwards, but there's been some positive reports coming out about him mm. from training camp. So I mean, it was really a late round pick as well. Will. I don't think everyone's just hoping. I think he's the classic sleeper that people want. If he busts, it's not that bad because he's actually, yeah. you know, the the, the cost lost anything exactly. Really. The cost is low, and so you know what he shows is is a bonus really. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think Ruggs yeah, is the one you worry is about, isn't it? Like Ruggs is the high Ruggs, price that should yes. be good, but you know there is a worry. It's too. I yeah, think I'm not willing a, to call. It's too early for him and Ray to, to be called yet. a bust. I reckon. Too early. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that's the thing. It's so, we're so quick to judge. Yeah. on these things. And like, let's go back to Tyler Boyd. He, his second year was a bust. It was yep. his third year that he he broke out. So. I think we're getting a little bit impatient in the yeah, fantasy right. football community. Yeah, Justin Jefferson doesn't help to, that, does he? No, like last year's last year was an aberration. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for just how good. Well, the what wide, are the age old rules? Wide receivers were the age old age old rule was don't draft rookie wide receivers in redraft. It was just too fraught with danger. I think that is starting to change a little bit, but I think still just be careful and just be patient. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Alrighty. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in to the TFL podcast this week. I hope we answered mm. some of your wide receiver questions. If not, uh, Chuck, uh, Chuck us a tweet yes. at the TFL podcast. Find us on Facebook. Uh, we would love to engage with you there. Uh, you can also find us at our Patreon, like we said before, yes. at the TFL podcast. And you wouldn't even uh, notice $2 website. Australian coming out of your account each month, you would, would you, Ron? 
Not but at all. You I know who would notice? It at all. Me. Us. Us. Yes. Us. <laughs> <laughs> so please jump on board and give us your support. We'd love that. And if you're keen to jump in and try us at DFS, yes. Uh, Jump on board with DraftKings using our code. They would, we'd greatly appreciate that. It's dkng.co slash TFL. Mm. Arch, that's all from me. Any final words from you? No, nah, just uh, look, a bit depressing. We lost the hockey while during the, the stream. Um, so oh, thanks. We've lost. What an end to the show. We, we've lost the basketball. We lost the, the soccer, women's soccer, and now we've lost the hockey. So, hey, but we went skateboarding early, so woo. Yeah, that's right. And that kid was insane. If you watch that, was he 12? (laughs) 18. Guys, thanks so much. We will catch you on next week's episode with the tight ends. Until then, see you later. Bye.